I'm your international homeboy, the incredible DJ360. In the words of DMC, I've stood on many stages and held many mics. I've also rocked crowds around the world on the two turntables. I'm here to share my experiences with music and education with you. And it's your boy Cool Rock, a.k.a. Cool Rock Steve from the legendary Fat Boys. I got the hit albums, I got the hit movies, I got all that. Welcome, Welcome to 360 University. Salute to all the people out there. This is your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360, along with my co-host. Legendary fat boy, Cool Rock Steve. Yes, yes, y'all. And we back in the place to be, the 360 University Podcast. Yeah. Once again, beating on your eardrums, all up in your system, in your stereo, in your device, whatever it is. I know you all are quarantining. You're locked in your house. Um, you're locked down. You are in there doing your work. You're going to school. Um, you're being a parent to these kids that are not in school, and it, all you need is a little bit of podcast. Turn it to the 360 University podcast. We will get you through the day. Ain't that right, Cool? We, I mean, we, we we quarantined. We in the house, so we might as well have a podcast playing. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. You know, come take a minute out of your day, an hour, two hours, three hours, and just kick it with us. Kick it with you us. You ain't going nowhere. Might as well. <laughs> you might as well. And we got... <laughs> This is episode 14, so go back and look up our, uh, our our podcast lineage right here on all the platforms from Spotify to um, Anchor and, and Google Schools are Play closed in Nevada because Apple. of the coronavirus We're outbreak. The on Monday, distance learning is supposed right to take place, but place for public K-12 schools, cool. teachers and how, parents, how, how even the students, there, well, they still have questions um, about how this is all going to work. Um, Hector Mejia you know, is live with that. The quarantine and being in the house, how you handling it, man? I feel like I'm in a grown-up version of Time Out. It's, it's been crazy. You know? <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy because you, 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 you never thought this was going to come. It like, hits you like a ton of bricks. Like it, it, It's just coming out of everywhere. You know, so many cases and, and, and shutdowns. and It's just it's overwhelming, to say the least. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, hopefully, hopefully, with the, you know, Praying to God that we get out of this man. Um, ASAP, you know. Man, man, man. It's like you said, we never would have thought it would have come to this, man. Um, um extending the 
you know, Trump stand, President Trump, let me be respectful, you know, he's, he's kind of late with some things, but nevertheless, he's still our president, you know, not saying we got to agree with him and everything, but he's still the guy that we have to kind of look at to see what's going on, and, um, right, you know. And I think everybody, when, when, when tragedy, when catastrophes happen throughout this world, everybody looks for somebody to point at, and everybody's going to point at who's at the top. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the top is going to get the first blame. Everybody's going to is trying to find a finger to point at. The thing is, um, right now is not the time for finger pointing. It's the time for just trying to um, keep our family safe, keep ourselves safe and healthy, and just trying to get through this in one piece. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. The and finger point can come when it's all over. Yeah. Let's, my let's do that later, right? Yeah. Let's let's. Let's point fingers later, man. Or even not, let's let's not, let's not point fingers at all because I think, and, and really, at all, yeah. and cool, let me let me tell you, man, I had a realization and this may be, um, it might be a little off or whatever, but I'm thinking like this has been, um, this exper experience, I think it, it could be a, a gift and a curse or a, a curse and right. a gift at the same time because it's unfortunate that so many people are losing their lives. So many people are um, exposed to this um this deadly virus that swept the, the the globe but then at the same time it's like can we take the can't we take this time to realize what's important you know what i'm saying in our community in our life um right if you got to go to the grocery store even th even though we're on quarantine and we're supposed to be locked down in the house people are still allowed to go out get groceries come back home what if the grocery stores weren't right. open what if what if the yeah. You know, um, the doctors and the, and the people on the front line with health care were not available. You know, it take it, right. and, 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 you know, if you have a spouse, if you have a significant other, if you have kids, this gives you a time to really find out who your kids are. Um, um, get more in tune with your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also yeah, I was getting ready to say, instead of just complaining, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no. Take this time out to get closer. Yeah, to, to your ones you love, whether it's by phone or whether it's they're in the same house. Right. Um, take this time to be the next big inventor. You know what I'm saying? Focus. Use some kind of focus. You don't know what 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 you can do when you focus when you have so much idle time on your hands. Right. You know? And um, you can be the next billionaire. You can be the next inventor that's going to change. We change um we change the world. We right. Change the world up. And um, you know, it, it's so much. You got so much time to do things, and the last thing you should be doing is complaining. Exactly. You know, that's what that, exactly. That, that's the bottom line. Yeah, and 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 we as a people have an opportunity to explore our 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 God-given talents and our natural abilities to do things. You know, um, there might be a mom who wants to practice braiding her her daughter's hair, or um, who might be a singer and you know write songs, or you know just explore our creativity. If you're an MC, you can write some dope rhymes, or if you're a DJ, you got time to practice. If you make beats or whatever the case is, um, if you even, right. even if you sew, if you or cook, this is a time to really like figure out what your talents are. You know, if you haven't figured those out already, I think that's a dope approach to um, not leaving the house. You know what I'm saying? We can look at things right. on the bright side. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so all the party people out there, everybody out there, all the 360 University students, um, this is going to be a two part. A two-part um, show. Not saying that there's going to be two parts to the show, but we're going to have two segments within the show. Um, the first one, we're going to talk 
um, about the, the COVID-19. And we're, we're also going to, um, uh, in a couple of minutes, we're going to have a couple of uh, actually three um, professional educators from um, the Houston area that are going to chime in and talk about how online learning, distance learning is working out for them as educators and um, how their students are coping with the new norm. You know what I'm saying? Um, no longer going to class, but now they have to be at the house and log on the Internet. So we're going to talk to those three right. um, uh, teachers. And then the second segment is going to be, you know what I'm saying, the COVID-19 and hip-hop. How does this go together? We're going to have the legendary Van Silk online with us. And uh, so we're going to talk... Um, we're going to talk public enemy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk um, the DJs that have been, you know, getting busy on Instagram. We're just going to bring a hip-hop twist um, back to the program, you know what I'm saying? So part one, we're talking education in the COVID-19, and then part two, we're talking hip-hop in the COVID-19. With both of those segments having um, um, a common denominator, which is the COVID-19, because it's something that is in our face, it's happening now, it's unavoidable, everybody's going through it, whether it's... Um, being exposed to the virus or you know somebody that has or you're, you're stuck to the news just trying to see how we can be uh, more um, safe every day and, 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 and um, figuring out ways to maneuver through life while we're going through this. So we're going to have a pretty exciting show, cool, and um, I'm, I'm excited about what's about to happen on, on this episode, man. Yeah, I'm definitely um, ready to get to it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm interested and curious to know what um, the guests that we have are going to say about what's going on. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, as a matter of fact, we're going to go into um, uh, one of the uh, most introspective, one of the most introspective and dope hip-hop songs of all time. Um, um, shout out to you, man, for bringing it, <laughs> bringing it back to my attention because this is a song that definitely needs to play right now, not only from the title but also from the verses. We're going to go into Cell Therapy by um, the Goody Mob. Um, shout out to the Dungeon family Ooh. and the whole ATL. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, but yeah, we're gonna go into cell therapy. And when we get when we come back, we're gonna be on the line with three educators that are gonna talk about the impact of this COVID-19 virus and how it's affecting the education profession, the education system. We'll be right back. Cell therapy. This is your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360. Who 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 else we got? Who's our co-host? Who we got? Legendary fat boy himself, cool rock to the skin. Shout out to Cool, shout out to the fat boys, rest in peace to Buff, um, the human beatbox. But we're going to go into, shout out to Prince Marky e. D as well. Uh, but we're going to go into uh, cell therapy right now by the Goody Mob. Let's go. Later on in the future, look at the reddit scene. 
in a constitution that any event of a race war places like Operation Heartbreak Hotel. Moments tail until that tight vent seal off this bell. They'll say it's fake, no mercy. Fool, you should be my least worries. Got a deal with W2199s on Mark Black Helicopter. Swoop down and try to put missiles in mines. Who's that kicking in my window? A gate with the serial code was put up next. They claim that this community is so drug free. But it don't look that way to me. Cause I can see the young girls hanging out at the store. 24-7 drunk is looking for a head of the blow. It's powerful. Oh, you know what else they try to do? Make a curfew, especially for me and you. The traces of the new world order. Time is getting shorter. If we don't get prepared, people, it's gonna be a soda. My mind won't allow me to not be curious. My folk don't understand, so they don't take it serious. But every now and then, I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crying out of keep our ass in. Who's that picking in my window? And we back, cell therapy. Um, cool. That's one of the dopest songs that I've heard, man, especially coming out the south. In the '90s, man, that was a very yeah. that was a very necessary song, man. Yeah, I mean, um, Tito's part was so was so like deep at that time. It came out in '95. Right. That particular song when he said, um, "The traces of the new world order, time's getting shorter. We don't get to tear people. This gonna be a slaughter." I mean, he he was His, man. Yeah, some deep, <laughs> some deep words. Yeah, and it's talking about. I mean, it sounds like what's happening right now, right? So that's. That's the difference right. between timeless music and just, you know, fly by night, um, um, you know, songs that are here just for the popularity or for the money and then they die off. You know what I'm saying? But 25, 30 right. years later, you still have that type of music. You know, that's what we need. Right. Yeah. So so everybody yeah. listening, everybody that's out there listening to the 360 University podcast, please pay attention to um, if you're an artist, if you're a DJ, an MC, a singer, doesn't matter what genre, make sure you're, you're, you're writing music that can stand the test of time and not just be here to get that bag. You know how we say and chase the bag now. Don't be a bag chaser. Make right. something that's going to last, man. But um yeah. But, but yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> um we uh, and because we we're in the COVID-19 situation, we got so many different um individuals that are on the front lines. Now, we think about the hospitals, the healthcare industry, right? Um and with astronomical numbers of people that are contracting the virus and even the, the the mortuaries and the 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 coroners and all these people that have to deal with these bodies that are just coming in with these crazy numbers of deaths every day i mean 900 or more per day it's like an astronomical amount so our hat goes right. off and salute to those frontline and even the gross the, the um, people that work at the grocery stores man if we and like we were saying before the break, if we did not have a grocery store to go to to re-up on the food and refill our refrigerators, we'd be we'd be in a world of trouble. Uh, restaurant workers, salute to all of them. But also, I know that another um, profession or another industry or another um, um, platform that deserves the front line uh, salute are teachers, man. 
Schools are closed because of the coronavirus outbreak. On Monday, distance learning is supposed to take place, but for public K-12 schools, teachers and parents, even the students, well, they still have questions about how this is all going to work. Um, there's been a shift uh, over the last month or so where thousands of children around the country or hundreds of thousands of children, maybe millions um, around the country and around the world had to change their norm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. They're no longer catching buses and going to school and seeing their friends. They're now condensed to a table in their living room or, or whatever their situation is with their living situation. Um, I've seen children living in trailer homes and I've seen children that live in mansions. So we don't know the dynamic. We I've, I've seen children living in homeless shelters and I visited children right. who are doing their homework on the floor because they have no furniture. So we don't know um, everybody's situation per se. But we can say that there is a a low end and then there's a prominent end. But all of that doesn't matter because kids are not going to school. So we have three amazing guests um, online with us right now from the Houston area, um, educators. This is segment number one. And we're talking about how education has been affected, how the teaching profession has been affected, and how the students who are going to schools have been affected by um, the COVID-19. We have on the line, we have Miss Kirsten Hairgrove. We have Miss Caitlin Womack and Mr. Robert Stewart. Welcome all three of these celebrity teachers to the line, to the 360 University. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's going on? 360. It's, it's a pleasure hey, to be on with you, man. Uh, big fan of the pod. So uh, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate to be on with you, man. Man, it's amazing because, um, you know, I talk to you from, uh, you know, time to time. You say, man, I just got the new episode and, um, it, it, it feels good that people are listening, man. So I we appreciate you, man. Me and Cool from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out to do this. Yeah. So um, let's start with. Um, I want to start with Miss Hairgrove, and then we'll go to Miss Womack, and then uh, Mr. Stewart. Give us a little um, understanding of of what you do, um, how long you've been teaching, and how it has changed um, over the last month from what you're you're used to. All right. Um, so like you said, I'm Kirsten Hairgrove. I've, this is my fourth year teaching, and I teach math, science, and social studies. Um, currently, I'm also getting my master's as well to become a principal. Okay. So doing that full time. Awesome. Um, and yeah, the dynamic has just completely changed. I'm used to being in the classroom from 8 to 3.30 with my kids every day. And so now I'm having to do it virtually through my laptop. And that's the only way I get to hear and see my babies. And so to make sure that they're safe and through my cell phone as well. So having to adapt um, to that was a whole new change for me just because now we really are having to embrace technology right. uh, more than we've ever had to before. A lot of yeah. times teachers don't want to embrace technology because we want to, you know, keep it simple. So for yeah. us, it's definitely been a big shift and learning how to adapt through this, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. Um, um, being that you have aspirations to be a principal and everything, you can kind of see, and you, you, you might even be playing some scenarios in your mind like, okay, if I was leading during this time, what would I do? Like, I know this is some, those are probably some things you're thinking about, like um, how you can control the situation if you had your own school, is it not? Definitely. I've been saving every document that comes my <laughs> way uh, for later on, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, there has, I have made a Google Drive folder. And so, and just communicating with everybody and remembering this experience is truly something I'll never forget. And even when um, we go back, to 
school and things like that. Um, I'm not going to give up the online learning. Like it has definitely been a right. great asset to our kids' uh, way of education. So it's definitely not something to forget about. It's definitely something to embrace and use it within the classroom in the future and right. as me being a future administrator as well. Right. And we would just You'd be surprised how many kids want to get back in school right now. I mean, there are kids who are really bored. And I, I, I thought I would never hear that, how many kids just want to go back to school right now. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's crazy what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And we were just talking about how, how being shut in like this is kind of a, it's a curse and a gift. And I put that in reverse on purpose because the first thing you think of when you think of this virus is, is sickness, it's, it's, it's bad health. It's my family. It's, it's negativity. Right. But then when you, when we deal with that part of it and then we go deeper and say, okay, if I'm quarantining, what can I do while I'm here? Okay. I can figure out how to use this technology. I can express myself during, um, um, um right. doing some type of poetry or a creative, um, expression or, or whatever. We can figure out some things that we know how to do because we have such an isolated lifestyle right now. Um, so that's that's dope. Miss Miss Womack, talk to us about your experience um, um, in education, um, a little bit about, um, you know, how your life has changed and, and how you're adapting to learning or, or teaching your kids online and going through distance learning. Yeah, so this is my sixth year teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I've taught grades from first grade on the way up to fourth grade, and um, I'm currently a math and science teacher and social studies teacher for fourth grade, and it's definitely an adapting from being in the classroom every day face-to-face -face with your kids and getting to build those relationships, and it's finding new ways to still keep those relationships alive while having to sit in front of the computer all day long, which I'm definitely not used to. Um, <laughs> I would say that I love, it's one of those love-hate relationships with technology. You love it for everything it does for you and everything that you get from it, but then it's so hard because sometimes it's not working or kind of like you mentioned earlier, how you have kids who are not very low, low, and then you have some who are high, high, like involving like income. And so, the availability for technology is hard for some of those. So right. finding unique ways to reach out to them and still connect with them during this time when we can't see them. Right. So what are some of those creative ways that, um, I guess, school districts um, and, and leaders of those educational communities are doing, like, in your situation? Like, is there anything that's going on where, you know, if a child doesn't have access to the Internet, that they can still um, get the learning that you are, you are, you are offering to them? Yeah, um, currently the district I'm in, we're providing packets that the parents can receive. Um, they can either, I know some schools are doing it where it's drop off and pick up, where they come to a school and almost like a little drive through and they get their packet they need. Right. Others are getting mailed wow. to it. And then um, I've heard even some that it's like they're dropping them off at their doorstep, trying to wave from the door and get that face-to-face -face contact with some of their kiddos yes um but then a lot of them i'm trying to just call their parents to just get that time with them and get to hear their voices wow so really there is no wow. there's no stopping the education um the education force when it comes to you know we got to get these kids learning so we're going to do everything we can from online to creating packets and dropping them off at the house <laughs> and um um, yeah, you know, and, and making sure that they have what they need to be successful. Um, I think I read uh, somewhere that they're canceling some of those standardized tests at the end of the year. So um, that measuring mm. stick that would 
that would kind of decide whether a child progresses to the next level have been eliminated. So yeah, we still have to know where they are um, academically. Correct. Yeah. So Mr. Stewart, my brother, the, um, the, the legendary Robert Stewart is online. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> um, yes, so, sir. So, so give us a little bit of understanding of your, um, your, your experience with education and how, okay. and how that dynamic has changed over the past month or so um, due to having to, you know, kind of change your normal. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm the OG of this uh, professional panel. I've been <laughs> teaching for uh, 15 years now. So um, I was in the classroom, uh, stepped out of the classroom for a bit in administration. Now I'm back in. Um, and been in the game so long, I've seen a lot of trends and, uh, and fads and different initiatives that have gone, uh, come and gone. But I think this COVID, um, this pandemic is uh, allowing for a new trend to pop up that I think is going to stay for a while. And I think that's the distance learning. Um, For the the most part, I think from the kids and the parents, man, I think all over uh, from different districts. I've talked to people from uh, different districts um, and they're saying the same thing. The parents and the kids are are really enjoying it. Uh, No matter what platform you're using, if you're using uh, Schoology, uh, Google uh, Classroom, Blackboard, all of those ways. The kids, the kids and the parents love to pace themselves and love to have a choice of when and how they're going to learn. Um, so I think that's a trend, man, that is not going to to let up. I think I think as educators, I know Miss um, Womack talked about um, how we have to learn how to how to adapt. As educators, I really think we're going to have to learn to adapt to the to the time. So um, not saying that anytime soon, this is going to be like a full-time distance learning thing, but I can definitely see this implemented in bits and pieces within the near near future. Yeah. Um, And I, and I would agree. So um, especially if, especially if it's successful on a global scale and they see that this is something that can work um, kind of like how we used to have um, car washes where there were people actually at the car wash, washing your car. You know they phase yes, they yeah, phase exactly. they, they phase the people out. <laughs> exactly. Now they have car washes that are automated. They have or um, if you remember, you remember people pumping your gas. Exactly, same thing. Right. Exactly. Now that's obsolete right. also. Exactly. So those things, I think, I think we have to learn how to how to uh, ride uh, to ride the wave, um, and and just and not not fight it, but just go ahead and adapt to it. And we have to really, really, as educators. Uh, Ms. Womack, Ms. Hairgrove, and I, we're always thinking about what's best for the kids. Right. And if this is an initiative, if this is a trend that's going to end up being uh, um, something that's positive for our kiddos, for our students, then we're, like I said, we're going to have to ride that way. Exactly. Um, yeah. what, do, what do you all find, uh, and anyone can answer, um, Ms. Hairgrove and Ms. Womack, um, if you want to uh, respond to the question, just say your name so we'll know, so we can differentiate between the two lovely ladies, young vo- your voices. Um <laughs> Um, but what do you what do you find as being one of the major or any kind of challenge that you may face when it comes to um, this this shift? Because it, it you know the children they you know most most of the time they don't even, you know they want to be at home anyway they want to play their video games and have access to the kitchen and eat all the snacks and Roblox and, and <laughs> Fortnite and everything. Roblox, so yeah. <laughs> so, so it, everything can sound like it's all fun, but then when it's time to really when the when the rubber meets the road, what are some challenges 
that teachers and students alike may face um, in this in this new um, way of learning? So this is Ms. Hairgrove. Um, so I would definitely say one of the challenges is, is, yes, we do have a lot of students that are really engaged and really active on Google Classroom and they, they want that full support and their parents are 100% there as well. But then we also have our students who's parents aren't at home right now like there are still parents who are going to work every single day out in these conditions and so we have babies at home that are by themselves or with older siblings and things until um the time is over with and so like right now i'm having to work with some of my kids at seven eight nine i had a meeting with one of them at 10 o'clock the other night to meet what their needs are and so there's a lot of pluses with the distance learning, but yeah. at the same time, it's not a fit for everyone. Um, and so that's where the you know traditional school comes into play of, you know, your child is safe somewhere from eight to three with your teacher, with these educators, and they want what's best for your child. And so while you are at work as a parent, you're able to know that your child is safe and not at home by themselves. Right. So that would right. be one of the things. And then um, two, just, you know, the kids having to adapt to it and learn all these. I mean, the kids are doing excellent at this. They're adapting to all these apps and everything. Um, basically, I'm having to teach the parents <laughs> on what to do and, and how to do it and how to access everything because right. their their kids are getting it, but they want to be they want to be hands on with their kids too. They want to know exactly is my son or daughter turning this thing correctly? Are they doing their best effort? Mm -hmm. And so, not having that full hands on experience or not having that um conversation 24 7 it's hard for them because they i've had parents checking in with me every single day wanting to know is my kid doing right is my kid doing okay are they doing what they're supposed to be doing because unfortunately parents have a big job they're not just they can't just be the parent now they got to be the teacher <laughs> the nurse the, right. the chef right. the counselor yeah. Yeah. the custodian um yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> I saw a poster. It is definitely, I, saw, definitely different. I saw a poster the other day where, where they, um, there were some there were some students or some teachers that were doing a uh, kind of like a parade through the neighborhood. And I saw where one of the parents put up a poster and said, "Please check my child back. Please, when, <laughs> when does school start again? Take the, uh, yeah. It was it was all in fun. To be a full time parent. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh, Miss Womack, what do you think? Do you do you um, echo? what Ms. Harrogrove uh, was saying as far as um, the challenges, or do you, is there a different one that you may think um, we may f face as educators? Uh, I definitely agree uh, with what Ms. Harrogrove said. I think also one thing I've noticed is the amount of communication I've had with all of my students' parents. It's grown more than it has in the regular school year. Like, I think it's forcing us as teachers and as parents to communicate more one-on-one -on -one because we're having to collaborate together in order to help their child be successful in the classroom. So right, right. I do think that's one benefit of this. Um, I agree with her in regards to how the normal school is good for parents who are working full-time. I know I have several students in my class whose parents are on the front lines, they're in the hospitals, 12 hours a day and they haven't had a day where they've had off during this whole couple weeks of time where we've been already in online learning. And so they're having a difficult time making sure their child's doing what they're supposed to be doing as well as focusing and being 100% focused at work. So I think um, it's definitely, and I agree with kind of what Mr. Stewart said earlier, it's like 
I feel like distance learning is going to continue on um, because it does have benefits. Um, and I would say the only downside I've found is that sometimes the apps that you need to use are not working properly. Right. <laughs> so that's right. I think the biggest struggle. Yeah, exactly. That, mm. Wow, that's that's something to think about. Um, the ups and downs. Um, in On a regular day, in, in the education field or any other profession, there are positive days and there's not so positive days and there's no nothing different right. um it's also the same with, with with online um you know there's not only just educators that are working online but also uh people in the legal field and um you know yeah. just and yeah so um mr stewart what are your thoughts on that as far as um cha- yeah yeah challenges yes that, sir just yeah. to, to come to the challenge uh just to piggyback uh yeah a bit of what mr Ms. Hairgrove said so i think access is an issue um so uh, hopefully we didn't, for, for, for this COVID-19 uh, pandemic, um, we didn't have like time to set up an infrastructure for the distance learning. But now I know a lot of the districts are going to start setting up that infrastructure, those, those policies, those systems, um, um, in order to provide access for all of our kiddos. Because um, like they've spoken on uh, just a few minutes earlier, we have some kids who have no internet access, which is amazing in 2020. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother pod, man. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, yeah. Um, so there's some, so, yeah, there's some other kids who still don't have internet access, man. So we're, we're trying wow. to get um, all of our work out to them. Um, I do think um, that it's, it's going to be profitable and therefore it's going to be uh, mandated and put in policy for the infrastructure to be built to make sure that these uh, that these apps are working and that everybody right. has access to a laptop. I know I'm talking to people in, in various districts um, and some of their platforms that they're using for the distance learning have crashed because there's so much just things going through. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then hopefully I, I would like to set, I would like to see set up some parent training because like Ms. Hairgrove said, a lot of it is just the parents not knowing how to use the platform. So, um, we right. get some parent training going and we get the teachers trained on it. Um, it, it can definitely uh, help our kiddos. But right now, access is a big challenge, being able to access it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man. yeah so, yeah. man, hopefully, um, hopefully those those minor um, glitches uh, can be worked out yeah. to where everybody can have access. I've seen um, I saw a couple of and my mom. My, my mom actually is an educator in the state of California. And she's nice. she's a disciplinarian. She's the one that you know you got to go to if you're in in school suspension or if you got detention or something. You're going to go see my mom. And I mean, let me tell you, it's not a it's not a beautiful experience. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's funny, uh, DJ. My mom is the same way. My mom was an educator, and yeah. uh, she she like you said, she was a bit she was a disciplinarian. She always told me if you see me and a bear in a fight. Help, help the bear. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was no joke. Just yeah. Scary, you know? yeah. 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 My mom did the same way. She, she yeah. did not play. She wanted yeah. um, everybody to get a high school diploma at least. You know, mm-hmm. she, she mm-hmm. didn't want to go to college, but you wasn't going to sit in that house and just do nothing. You was going to get out, get, get yourself an education or a job. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, those are how some of the parents at home are, are, are dealing with their, their children. And I also I heard a startling um, statistic yesterday. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but there is a rise in um, unfortunate rise in, um, in um, China where 
they're coming. They're they're kind of on the back end of the curve when it comes to the COVID nineteen and all of that. They're coming out of the the whole quarantine scenario, and there's a rise in div- the, the divorce rate, and there was a rise in domestic violence. Um, there's a rise in you know just not agreeing with your partner anymore and not wanting to be around because they were so close in those those close right. quarters and 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 at odds with their children because they were in so close so much of a close quarter for so long. Um, that they just grew apart. Um, and it's ironic that you can be so close and then grow so far apart um, in that manner. So um, that also is a challenge that I saw that people are facing. And I hope, I desperately hope that we don't go through that here in the States to where once this is, you know, on the back end and it's about to be done, now you have, um, you know, households that are being broken up because there was too much exposure. I thought that being home with your family and having them around is like a plus, a, a super great thing. Um, but it turned out that in some households, there was too much exposure to um, their significant others, their children, and it kind of broke up the um, the household. So my, my prayer is that it doesn't happen like that. Um, and I hope that those challenges that you all talked about um, work themselves out. Now, as, as educators, uh, before I let you all go, are there any suggestions that you would give to a parent that's listening to this podcast <clears throat> because there's going to be a lot of parents listening because I'm going to market it, um, this marketing campaign for the next week and a half or so. For this particular lesson, this episode is going to be towards um, parents who have to um, turn into not only parent but also teacher, disciplinarian, um, lunch, ca- lunch, ca- the cafeteria worker, the PE instructor, the nurse, <laughs> the librarian, you know what I'm saying, the hall monitor. So what, would you, what, what advice would you all give as a closing note um, um, starting with Miss Hairgrove, what would you say to a parent who was in the position of all of those things at this point? What would you say to them? So one of the things I would say to them is definitely check out YouTube as a parent. Um, Google all of your questions that you may be having because most likely there's a video out there mm-hmm. um, that somebody's either made for you or like myself, um, I've had parents personally request things of how do I do this or how do I get on this website or how does my student turn in their work? And so as a teacher, um, I would say let the parents know to let their teachers know for their students, of, hey, could you possibly make a video of this using either Screencastify or Screencast-O-Matic or um, any, any iPad recording app that you could think of? Because a lot of times, instead of answering that question over and over again, you, teachers can provide those videos or you can go out there and find it yourself as a parent and you're getting that answer right. that whenever you need it. Um, I'd also say, you know, check out um, like Go Noodle and some of the other interactive cahoots, some of the other interactive websites, especially like if you're trying to have a structured home environment where you're trying to provide like maybe like a recess with your kids or have a, you know, school environment by using some of those resources, you can have them have fun and play and do games and things. And it's not something that you personally have to stand there and do right with them it's something that they could interact on their own Mm -hmm. and learn a lot from yeah absolutely i'm telling you my daughter logged on and did a virtual field trip to the zoo when she saw the 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 the, um the elephants and the zebra and the giraffes and everything it was really cool because they had the cameras right on the animals at the zoo and you it was Mm -hmm. like it was real time and you can click on the the navigation button and move around it was really cool and she enjoyed that so yeah that's cool. Miss um, Womack, what do you think? What, what, what is something you would say to a parent? Yeah, one thing I would say is, one, to just breathe, like, because, and don't stress about it. 
um, and that in the saying of it takes a village to raise a child, yes. reach out to people. Like um, kind of like how Ms. Harrow said, look up YouTube, reach out to your teachers, see if they can make a how-to video on it, but reach out to people right. and ask questions. Because I feel like where they struggle most is when they don't know something and then it gets them frustrated. So reaching out to the teacher or a family member or someone you know who might know more about uh, content of a subject or something that child's struggling on, um, let those people help you uh, in this time because you're not meant to do this alone. We're here as educators to help um, those who don't understand um, during this time. It's new for us to move into this platform. And I think as we work together and collaborate with one another, it makes it easier as a whole um, all together collectively. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, very important information. Mr. Stewart. Definitely. Yes, sir. Um, totally agree with, uh, with everything Ms. Womack and Ms. Hairgrove said. Um, definitely go to uh, just attend YouTube University um, and check yeah. out all the videos. Yes. And, you know, you can do, uh, you, can, you can learn a lot on YouTube. Um, um, also, if you want to, just at home, if you have the time as a, a, a guardian or a parent, uh, try to, if you have the time, I know we're kind of pressed for time, try to establish a routine uh, for the child at home. Uh, be flexible and patient at first because they're 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 trying to learn a new routine and new systems and everything at home. It's a totally different environment. So just try to establish a routine at home of them maybe getting up and washing up and eating a breakfast and right. starting starting their math assignment at 930 or yeah. their ELA assignment at 10. So just to st try to establish a routine, uh, give them frequent breaks. And uh, like Ms. Womack said, uh, just reach out. Reach out to people. There's a lot of information out there. So just reach out and uh, and try and just you know be as patient as possible. Wow! Wow! Awesome! Awesome! Wow. It's been it's been such a delight and such a refreshing um, experience to have you all on the line tonight and giving us all this this great information for parents, um, some suggestions for children, and also just giving us a little bit of a, a snapshot in your life and letting us know how you've adjusted. Um, we have um, Mr. Robert Stewart, Ms. Caitlin Womack, and Ms. Kirsten Hairgrove with us, and we really appreciate you all stopping by and sharing some of your evening. Let me just say this. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah. Let me just say this to these individuals who are on the, on, um, the podcast with us. I know this sounds like a cliche, but teachers really need to be the highest paid, um, you know, workers in America. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm, I'm being yeah. really honest because um, – yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're molding the minds of the future, right? Mm -hmm. And you're highly underpaid, in my opinion. Highly, yeah. highly yeah. underpaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it really needs to be. It needs to be a change in, in this country um, yeah. to make mm -hmm. teachers. Um, and, and not in a way of being egotistical, uh, being the highest paid, but it's just, you know, it is what it is, as you say. Um, so I always yeah. thought that, and, and you're on the front line. You're you're the last. Um, line of safety for children when they leave their homes and go into school. It's teachers. Definitely. It's teachers who are molding the mind. So I always think you guys should be the highest paid or right up there with some of these, yes, these, these, uh, these politicians who don't yes, the money that you got here. So that's a whole other story, though. Right. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, we appreciate those so. words, man. I think, I think we really, especially my colleagues here, uh, Ms. Womack and Ms. Uh, Hairgrove, the super hard workers. Yep. Everybody's on the grind trying to trying to help kids. So 
uh, it'd be nice to be compensated for that, but I mean, it's a, it's a reward in, in itself. So we appreciate the kind words though. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. And, and I applaud you and I give you all the credit in the world. I honor you guys and you guys are, are special people. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all continue the, um, the hard work. Um, and we're going to, we're going to close out this particular segment. Um, with with our, uh, our I'm going to call them our frontline celebrity guests, um, Robert Stewart, Kirsten Hairgrove, and Caitlin Womack. We're going to end it with "Wake Up Everybody" by Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass, um, you know, it's 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 a song that's a motivational song. It's a, it's a song that talks to you know staying awake and, and making sure everybody has opportunity to be successful every day. So we're going to go with, go into that right now. Wake Up Everybody by Teddy Pendergrass. Hell, Melvin in the Blue Notes. You know you know the group. Um, shout out to um, um, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. But we're right here, 360 University Podcast, with your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360, along with my co-host. Original fat boy himself, Cool Rock Steve. Yes, yes, y'all. We'll be right back. Segment two, we got another celebrity guest. Uh, here it is. Wake Up Everybody. Peace. We'll be right back. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. World's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. you have to say they're the ones who's coming up and the world is in their hands when you teach the children to jump the very best Change it.